Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. We've added a live show on September 7th at 4.20 p.m. in Phoenix, Arizona at Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Uh, we'll be doing stand-up all week. If you go to one of the stand-up shows, the podcast will only be $5. So come join us. We'd love to meet you in Phoenix, September 7th. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Hello? Hi, is this the... Is this Dr. Millier? Hi, Dr. Millier. Hello? I, yes, I... I uh, my name's Cash this Levy. Is Dr. Millier? Hi, yeah. I, I just... I, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Is this the podcast therapist? Well, I am a... Uh, yes, Dr. Millier, clinical podcast therapeutic clinician, yeah. Okay, well, I, I wanted to talk to you about some of the stuff that's been going on with my podcast. Well, first, I, let's start here, please. Okay, uh, okay. So, you want to give me your name? You're the boss, doctor. I'm, my name's Cash Levy. <laughs> Cash, Cash Levy, okay. Cash Levy. I have a podcast. It's called uh, Cashing In with, with T.J. Miller, and, and no. I just wanted to talk to you about it. I know it. Um, how, many, how much do you charge per minute? Well, really, it's a sliding scale. You know, it just kind of depends on your background and what's going on. So I like to get to l- know a little bit more about you and, you know, and then we can... Okay, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. That sounds that, like yeah. a good way to do it, well, just where, gonna I, where I find out you, later. Well, you, you, you're going to want to know if you want to work with me. Okay. And I, I want to so know on if the, I can help you. So we're not on the clock now. No, no, not yet. Of course oh, fantastic. Not. Well, let me just tell you about my situation. Uh, I have a podcast, and yeah, I'll be like, honest uh, with you. It's like too short. Uh, yeah. Promoters pay me ten grand just to breathe on the mic. 
What is it? You know, just to pick up the phone, I guess it would be for me. <laughs> anyway, I'm a, uh, Thanks, a large hip hop fan. Right? That I mean, I'm way about 250. <laughs> well, the situation is just that I, I, I needed someone to talk to. I don't think anyone would understand except mm-hmm. you. I've heard uh, you come highly recommended. I know Mark Maron calls you sometimes. Well, I, I do. Know I Doug not, Benson I'm calls not you. I'm at liberty to say who my clients are, but I do deal in uh, sort of uh, many different. Uh, Disorders of the podcasting functional mind. Yeah, like and that's it. and that's that's really what we're here. I mean, I appreciate you taking my call. Bottom line, I just feel like a failure. I've been doing my podcast for two years, and so far I've only had one guest, and, and it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, my guest keeps canceling. Well, is the format I don't, of the I think, show? Well, no, I, I don't think, and I don't think the listeners have even noticed at this so it's point. It's an interview show. Yeah, it's an interview show with different guests, mm. and I don't even mm. think the listeners have noticed. Mm. Um, in fact, I think some of the listeners think I've done it. I think some of the listeners think I've done it on purpose. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm just thinking. But, <laughs> but I think eventually they're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, well was you that know, you? Was that you? Sort of thinking about the yeah, situation? Yes, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah most um, of us don't think out loud like that. Or when well, we do, I'm, when we do, we call I'm not it talking out loud. I'll tell you. When right we now, do, we call it talking. When we think out loud, well, I'll tell you right now. I, I'm not thinking out loud. Uh, if I was, then I would be saying, "Well, I wonder what did you know." This. But I, I have this one guest that comes on every time, and I'm not going to say who he is. And he's and the fans love him, so like the podcast is going. Pretty well, as far as they're concerned. But all he does is come on and just make fun of, now, what of is, the way I okay, talk. Now, he, I, I, I can tell he you just right makes fun of the way I talk. There seems to be some neurosis rooted in paranoia. Well, that's why I'm calling you, doctor. Yeah, for you specifically. It seems how like did, you How do you pronounce your name again? Uh, Millier. Millier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dr. Millier. Monsieur's Millier. Yeah. Okay. They say when it's more than one of me. But that doesn't happen that often, does it? I wonder. And, and now, that, of- that was thinking out loud. Now, here, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to need to know about the podcast. Okay. Uh, I can feel some neurosis from you. Do you find that when you're on the road, do you do live podcasts? Yes. Okay. Do you find, well, this I guess a two-part question. One, when you're on the road, do you find yourself thinking about the podcast a lot? Even if you're just, you yourself are headlining, I assume you're a headliner, I don't speak with. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, and and I do. I think about it all the time. You do. Yeah, you know, I think about how to get you think new about guests it when you're at home. I think about it all the time. Really, I'm I'm obsessed with. When you're it. with your sons or two sons and your mm-hmm. your wait, wife. Wait, wait a second. How, how how did you how did you know that? I'm one of the best in my field. You're good at Mr. what you do. Is it Levy? Levy, yeah, Cash he Levy, Mister Levy, yeah, Cash like Levy. To, I'd like to take on your. Your case. Oh, well, this is great. I'm so excited because there's things that I want to discuss with you. Like, I'm almost afraid to interview another guest now because I've, I'm so used to this one guest. Even though he mocks me most of the show, I still feel like I, I, I am friends with him, by the way. He's well, a good guy. I, I charge 2132 cents a minute. Well, that sounds really reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to do the math, but I think that sounds great. Okay, excellent, excellent. Well, let's, let's begin here. Do you so, want to just mm-hmm. – Well, you keep sort of skipping to the the guest. It seems already like – the guest is an integral part of your show. It's an interview show, I assume. Yeah, it is. Mm. It's 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 some hard hitting topics. It's you know a lot of well, people. You seem like a straight shooter, and that's why I think we've sort of uh, uh, sort of alienated some of our our listeners because uh, it's very hard hitting topics. Some of the listeners are some of the potential guests, potential listeners and guests. I think people are afraid to come on because uh, I probe pretty deeply. What network is the show on? Uh, it's on some. It's called the Nerdist Network. Oh, it's an excellent yeah. network. Yeah. Yeah. You work with some of the people over there? I do. You know, uh, actually, 
uh, I can't really say his name out loud, but he's not from here, let's say. And he has a podcast about, let's say, video art competition. Mm. Okay. Or something okay. like that. Okay. And this is all just in vagaries. And he is a goddamn mess. I mean, he is really? fucking falling <laughs> apart. Well, good. I'm glad He'll I'm not be, the only I mean, one. he will be off his rocker. <laughs> Within twelve months, I'm eighteen glad, months. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I only give him thirty-eight years to live. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can give him. Well, how old do you think he is now? God, he must be in his late birdies. You know, which is your thirties when your name is Birdie. <laughs> oh shit! I gave away his first name. Look, the point is, yeah. You know, I, I see a lot of people from the network. It's a successful network. Uh, it doesn't sound like your show is as successful as you'd like. Well, to. we have 12 and a half listeners. Yeah, Cash is, yeah. Mr. Levy, I yeah. don't purport to be able to change your life for the better. Mm-hmm. I can't make your podcast more palatable to the masses. For the masses, mm-hmm. for the American public. All I can do is help you work through your own clinical issues that relate directly to the podcast to hopefully free up your own mind and stop being your own obstacle in making your podcast great. Mm-hmm. And if well, this through, is great. And through that, you're able to, you know, find some sort of solace in your own life. Great. But make no mistake. The only thing I give a shit about in these four walls or whenever we're on the phone, I also do phone sessions and I can do Skype, but it's, uh, it's a little bit pricier. Because I got to buy the Skype credit. <laughs> it's, they don't sell themselves. Let me put it this way. They're not growing on uh, digital trees. Oh, Susanna. Coming down to me. Well, I have you on a landline. drops in the bucket, baby. <laughs> I have a, if I've, you know you, just don't know me. I have you on the landline oh, right now. Oh, Susanna. <laughs> Skype credit don't grow on trees. You can dip your honest dick outside, but you better come out without bees. Did you say honey stick? You better come back without bees. <laughs> anyway, so uh, make no mistake. Yeah. The only thing I give a shit about yeah. in these hallowed halls, and yeah. you should know that I, my practice is in a hallway. It's, I don't have enough money for an actual office. So I just rent the hallway. So there are frequent people coming in and out if you have a live session with yeah, me. Well, you sound crystal clear. Are you on a land? I'm on a landline. Are you on a landline right now? I am on, okay. yes. I am on okay. a line and I am on land. Okay. Let me put it that way. Okay. Make no mistake, Mr. Levy. Okay. You've said that a few times. The only thing I give a shit about yeah. in this dumpy hallway of an office yeah. and this creature corn-fed happenstance half-baked world we live in. Yeah. I care about your podcast. Oh, thank not you. Not you. Oh, the podcast itself. And that's the way I roll. That's the way it's got to be. My little tetherball pole. <laughs> well, and I tell it like it is too. I think you'll enjoy it because I I don't mince my words either. I mean, I know he makes fun of you for mincing up your words and scrambling them and making a hodgepodge pish posh of the human language. But I don't mince words and I don't eat mince. What about minced meat? Do you ever eat that? I will eat minced meat, but I've never had keens, which I think is a jelly that comes with. Do you ever read uh, Dean R. Kuntz? Do you ever read his books? No, but I'm familiar with the sculptor Peen Boons. Boons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you ever which been to the Boondocks? Mis- it's in Missouri. I I have not, but I've worn Dockers, and to, it's been more of a boon than a burden. 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the song Beast of Burden? Yes, I have. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's good. It's good. I'm a vehicle, beast of burden. All right. Well, listen. You know, this is your clock, so. Well, let's, let's, do you mind? We'll do the show together, and then maybe you can give me some advice. Well, actually, I was going to say, do you do a lot of singing on the show? Interesting. Maybe we can get right to the problem. All right. So I'm going to need to see the format of your podcast. Okay. Well, what it starts off with. I'm going to need to with. see what it, uh, you know, what it's all about. And, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk I don't have the podcast with me, but I have a lot of listeners' uh, questions. And uh, maybe we could just do some of those today. And you'll just get a feel for the kind of things they're curious yeah, about. Yeah, just if you could just start. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah. start it off with... Uh, it's called a... Uh, well, we usually start the show off with something called the uh, triple, triple banger, banger and lightning round. round. That's wow, you're what good. I thought, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, uh, again, I mentioned I'm are you, the best in my field. Are you Continue. Cla- are you clairvoyant? No, 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 no. I, uh, although I've been on a few voyages with my wife, Claire. Do you sail? Mm, away? Never too close to the wind. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Let the wind do its job. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, this actually, this first triple banger lightning round question comes from uh, Jimmy Branson, and, and you, this is a this is a question that you yeah. would ask your guest. Yeah. This uh, this is this is what I would ask my and guest. And I won't tell you who my guest, guest is. You're saying. It's almost it. It pretty much is. Like I said, I don't think the the uh, listeners have noticed, but it's pretty much the okay, same guest. Important. Pretty that's much. Important. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's sort of weird I would like assume that. that's the root of your problems. Mm, go well, ahead, I know if I could just get other guests, or or if my guest could just do different like uh, characters. That kind of thing, but he's not that versatile. I don't think he's that's not, a good idea. That to no. me smells of comedy. Bang bang. Okay. The okay. fish stinks from the head down, and the tail smells like asshole. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Okay. Triple banger lightning round. Question one: uh, Cliff bars, hot dogs for hippies. Okay. Okay. And so then he would answer. Yeah. Let's just do the show and see how see see if you can do it. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll give me comfort with level. playing therapy. Yeah, that's why it'll give me some comfort level. RPT, to know okay. I could I could interview somebody else but him. So maybe you could just uh, All right, play well, along with me. You know, I'm not going to do it as myself. So uh, how would you describe his personality? Well, he's really um, um, outlandish. Uh, uh, he, is he abrasive? He, he he can be abrasive. He can be very uh, loud. Yeah. Uh, he can be. Uh, he he sort of walks the fine line between sacred and profane. Mm. He'll go from goofy to uh, to very uh, detailed and in depth. Does he refer uh, to his dick a lot? Is he talking about his dick? Um, I think he. I, I, Has he ever referred to his dick as a pickle, uh, or maybe old broccoli head? That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound like broccoli, broccoli head. Something would... broccoli something. Okay. I don't commit all the things he calls his penis to memory. As and, good of a friend as we are, would you say uh, I try not uh, to commit he, to memory? Is he obsessed with anything in particular? Some sort of you know word that he you know says over and over again. He might talk about farming it or, or stealing, burgling, anything like that. Uh, there's things like nerd burgling. Uh, okay. He loves to go uh, shucking and fucking. Hmm. I don't know if, if that's you know and that is the act of shucking corn husks and then. Fucking immediately afterwards. Uh, he he does. Uh, does he talk about fucking until a certain point, until some sort of change occurs? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it almost sounds like you're familiar with the show a little bit. No, it's, no, uh, no, no. I just hanging and dangling. That's okay, something. Yeah. From that, I when he goes say, to a sporting event, uh, he never, okay. Sometimes he'll yell out things like uh, "big tits, no hips." Mm. Uh, never, never big hips, way. no tits. Yeah. Maybe that too. 
And so he's like never I said, I don't commit his phrases until, to, until some sort of change fuck till in I occupation. Truck. Ah. Mm-hmm. Fuck till I truck. He's been known to say that. Okay, I think I'll be able to give you an approximation. I want to tell you immediately up front that he does sound like a sociopath who has uh, serious fixation issues, probably rooted in uh, edible backgrounds. Uh, not edible, edible backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So things were edible and he was growing up. He was able to eat lots and lots of things. I assume often he'll eat Reese's peanut butter cups late at night by himself, watching Out of the Furnace. Trying to convince himself that the character Christian Bale portrays and Casey Affleck have it much worse off than him and that he should try and stave off any sort of depression or uh, alienation and isolation that he feels coming on. Uh, But that's just an initial diagnosis. Uh, I'll give you the prognosis uh, as I see it uh, professionally at the end of our session. Um, So let's begin. Uh, I guess I'll answer his... Cliff bars, hot dogs for hippies? I just believe that... Yes, I mean, Cliff Bars are kind of the delicious. I don't understand why they don't make more. Is this something he would do? Kind of. Yeah, you're it, doing it perfectly. It, it's almost eerie. Um, you know, the, why isn't there more delicious tasting? I guess the first time, um, I, you know, I was with you, let's pretend. Yeah. The first time I was with you and we saw that uh, health cookie, the cookie that was gluten-free but yeah. had yeah. protein, and, right. you know. I think it's okay to have a little raw sugar. Why aren't health food bars, you know, taste better? And Cliff Bars do taste pretty good. Hot dogs give you the meat that you need, but they're the assholes and the lips of uh, the pig, the cutest yeah. of all animals, yeah. and yeah. the one that rolls in its own filth. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, why aren't why aren't mountain climbers just eating hot dogs themselves? Like, why why are we? Uh... I mean, I think some of them do. I, I think you know you want complex different types of protein. It, it reminds me that my brother would only eat meat. Uh, he when he growing up he wouldn't eat anything except hot dogs or hamburgers. And we eat he had zero. He had no. He wouldn't. No? He he wouldn't even eat the bread. He had no interest in anything it was except just. Meat. He got he to was the, the meat original. Of it, so to speak. He was he was. I mean, the original paleo diet was not he my was brother because my brother athlete. doesn't go that far back. But but he he would only eat meat. So we went camping once, and uh, we brought all this raw meat with us to cook for my brother. Sure. And. Uh, this was in Yosemite. I th- I'm not sure where it was, but we, uh, my dad uh, hung it in a tree in a duffel bag, and uh, a giant group of bears came along and uh, took it from us in, in, into the forest. Yeah, and that and, must uh, have been traumatic. Was that traumatic? Though? <laughs> were you there during that? Uh, yeah, we were all there. We were all watching. Mm. It was a ba- it was a it was a bear and its cubs. And they they took the because it, so it was attracted by the meat. Yeah, sure. And were so my brother scared? was blamed for the whole thing. And uh, they took it out. No, because we were far away. We were like rattling pans trying to get them to go away. So it was fun to a certain extent. It was kind of fun for me because I uh, felt like I could be the man of the family. We were out of food once he took all our food away, the bear. And I felt like I could fish. Uh, I felt confident I could fish, catch enough fish to catch to, uh, to, to, to provide for my family. And how old were you? I was about five. Seems and, a little uh, unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know. Now, is this... Let me just ask you this. Could this be where your unrealistic expectations of what reality should be for you and is do you think that any of this has do you ever feel like maybe you you know, you're obsessed a little bit with becoming a man, the archetype of a man, sort of I don't know, maybe even uh wanting to fulfill your father's footsteps? Do you have a a great need to sort of live up to the standards that he had of himself and of you? Sure, sure. But yeah. you know, again, this is just podcast therapy, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Just want to be. No, no, that's absolutely <laughs> fine. And uh, but that do you think that uh, the defense mechanism of humor sort of came out of the fear there? I don't think the bear incident was that scary. I I thought it was a fun... Because it scared me. As you told it to me, I had goosebumps all over the right side of my body. On the left side of my body, I actually had indentations everywhere. (laughs) It's a condition that I have where I get goosebumps on one side and then little pock marks all over my body on the other. And eventually, it'll it'll sort of even out. If not, I just put my thumb in my mouth and I blow as hard as I can. Yeah, these are all sort of coping mechanisms that you've learned over the years. Physical ones, yeah. And and probably things I should take on myself. If I could learn to have one side of my body react. You know, I'd love to be able to say that I don't sometimes get on those uh, little penny horses outside of the grocery stores (laughs) to sort of rock myself to sleep because my crippling insomnia. Uh, I'd love to say that, but I can't. You reveal a lot more than most it's therapists. It's attorney-client yeah. privilege. Yeah. And yeah. So I, I I'm going to have to protect you your interests, too. It kind of helps that I have a very hard time pronouncing your name. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be it's hard Millier. for me. It's Millier. Like the milk. Okay. The French milk. Yeah. Yeah. Triple banger. Lightning, Lightning round. round. Question, question two. two. Question two. Yeah, he joins you on that question one. Question two. Uh, this Is he always late to the game on the... The TBs, the triple bangers? A little bit. A little bit. He sort of follows my lead, and I don't give him any clues whatsoever. The tricky bang tangs? Yeah, tricky. Sometimes uh, behind closed doors, we call them the tricky tricky bang tangs. We do. (laughs) I don't know how you knew that. Tricky bang tangs. I don't. Banging and tangers. The banging and tanging. The banging and tanging. Um, Hangling and dangling. uh, Sean Comets writes, is diarrhea the best excuse to not go to the pool, help someone move, do crunches, or hug it out? Which is it a better... I don't think diarrhea has ever affected hugging it out. Uh, I will say it's not a good idea to do crunches if I think you're it's... feeling you have irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, I think going to the pool, it's not a great idea. But uh, give me the second one again. Well, which is the best excuse? What was uh, the second one? Uh, help someone move. I think that's a great. That's the only one that you want to get out of. An excuse is, you know, I can't I go think swimming. That, yeah, which, I, you always want to go it swimming. It doesn't seem like you would ever want to not yeah, go. swimming. I always want to go swimming. So that's sure. not. But helping someone move, I think the no bad back is the way that. to go there. Really, the bad I, back. I really prefer. I actually, uh, I broke my spine on purpose uh, to on the train tracks just really? to avoid uh, helping my somebody move. I was about to say my friend, but uh, we've There's grown no apart for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when someone asks you to move you better have a damn good excuse not to um it has to be a broken yeah, spine i don't recommend diarrhea i think that that is a good reason not to i uh i myself use the i'm trapped from the knees down in uh, frozen butter <laughs> i put my legs in there to kind of warm them up i was gonna rub lobster all over my body like i do every friday or saturday in my lobster <laughs> bath as i call it uh obviously without the shell um, and I fell asleep because uh, I was listening to Tchaikovsky, and um, the butter coagulated and uh, trapped me, and I can't reach my butter chisel or my butter hammer for my butter carving contest. Your butter hammer. Yeah. 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 And that's a lot of people think that's a hammer made out of butter, and it is, in fact. You ever eat nutter butter? I, I mean, I will say... Again, this is attorney-client privilege, but there's yeah. nothing I like more than peanut butter. Okay. And butter. Okay. I'd like to talk about that. Mm-hmm. In fact, I might talk about that during a live show at some point. Hmm. Yeah. Peanut butter questions. You know, the diarrhea excuse, that could be used at a wedding, perhaps? Yeah, that's a good one. Of course, I think most people have diarrhea at a wedding. 
Really? Bride and groom. It's a very nerve-wracking thing. Are you married, doctor? You know, I was for a while. It doesn't really matter that much. You know, I, I think it's important to focus on you and the podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm married. Yes, I, I, I was. Uh, I'm married. And I was married for a time. Uh, I have an ex-wife of uh, 42 years, Karen. And, yeah. Uh, you know, she's dead now. She exploded inside of a hot air balloon. Uh, I had it arranged. She, yeah. It was the way she wanted her. Her ashes to be scattered, and she didn't specify when she was going to die. So, so you decided to do both at Accelerate the process. Yeah, accelerate the... It's sort of like, I, it, at some point, I wanted to have a, a broken spine, so I just went ahead and did it myself. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, a wedding is I so I had a lover upsetting. for years that I, I thought was real, a pool house boy named Dernard, and she was just as beautiful as a piece of pie as a goddamn health meal. Just She looked like a dump truck fell on top of a... Orchard of shit trees. <laughs> was she? <laughs> was she? <laughs> An orchard. Not a not not to, not to be mistaken with the cherry orchard. Oh, certainly uh, not. not no, to, an orchard of shit trees. An orchard of shit trees. That was actually the sequel book to the cherry orchard. Yes, that's right. And yes. that was when Chekhov really yeah. checked really out. Really took off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took really, off. <laughs> Chekhov really, really took left off. the took reservation off. there. Yes. <laughs> Um, you said as as beautiful as a pie. Would you as beautiful as a Cliff Bar? Would you Would you go that far? I don't think so. Cliff bars, if anything, they are ugly. This is starting to feel a lot like my podcast, and I I, I love you playing idea. along this with is me. Role playing. Yeah, it's I'm this. Sort of it's this hard hitting. Really? It's this. Yeah, it's this hard hitting every well, time I get I, in there. I, I would say if I was in a, a personal situation, yeah. this would be uncomfortable for me. Yeah, but in a professional setting, it's not. In fact, yeah. it's quite exhilarating. Yeah, I have goosebumps all over the lower half of my body, <laughs> just the parts of your body, and just the upper part of my body has uh, indentations all over it. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like. Uh, uh, almost like my chest is smiling, and there's a thousand little dimples on all my cheeks. <laughs> the only way I can sort of associate with what you're saying and kind of understand it is, I do have a free range goosebumps on my oh, left, you do? lower okay. lower part of my left foot at times. I get four. I have a really large foot. So I don't know if I've mentioned that. Really? It's over nine feet. It's nine feet tall. Yeah, it's uh, sort of the opposite. You know how they they shrink feet in. Uh, uh, overseas, you are not going to fit. In Mine the are actually extended out. They did. They, pull uh, they them are on pulled. Out. They are yeah, pulled out. You won't be able to fit in my office, uh, which kind of makes up for my broken spine, uh, which true. I did I to help my that. got out of helping my friend move. But uh, I was talking about weddings, and I, I, I sense you. You know, you didn't really have a, a a real wedding at this point. I weddings are stressful. Well, Turner didn't exist. Yeah, and. Uh, it's hard to have an imaginary wedding that keeps up with the imaginary friend or girlfriend you might have. I would say have. that I am having sex with a real animal keeper um, whose name means pussy. Go ahead, sorry. You're much funnier than I thought. I mean, you know, for for the money I'm paying, I, I guess it's good that I'm also laughing at times. Uh, I think uh, so. But I'm used to paying for this podcast. Levity is the humor I actually of am, wit. Uh, yeah. That's right. I actually am um, uh, $234,000 uh, under on the podcast at this point. So, Do you have a gambling uh, I've problem? lost a gr- No, well, the podcast itself is a Does gamble. anyone around you have And I lost. Oh, I see. I see. Yes. <laughs> uh, does anyone around you have a gambling problem? <laughs> 
Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep going, please. Yeah. I was just going to say that weddings, by the time you get married, um, you're so upset at how, uh, you know, how difficult the preparation was and how stressed your fiance is that um, you just want it to, to be done. You know, and then the next day I woke up and I felt great. I was really happy, but I was I was really pissed at my fiance by the by the time we got married. The last month was really treacherous, and that created and a the lot next of day the for day you? we started it was mainly uh, mainly diarrhea for a month. Yeah, yeah. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question, question number three. three question three. Yeah. Question three. This one's by a, a fellow named Jonas Polsky, uh, who writes into the show once in a while. Best. Malapropism. Oh, I do enjoy malapropism. Yeah. Parking up the wrong tree. Mm. It takes tulips to tango. Mm. Don't put all of your eggs in one casket. Mm. Or bulimic in a china shop. Mm. I'm not sure what to make of that noise mm. that you... Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, a great malapropism also holds true. So you can't be. I guess you could say, you know, I knew someone who drove a parking a truck up the wrong into tree. a uh, an orchard. That's true. She ran off the road. Right. If you were to crash an orchard, then she would be parking up the wrong tree. Yeah. So that could happen. Uh, Especially I've a shit orchard. Found, yeah, that would ha- yeah, most often happen in a, a shit orchard. That is a shit show. When, yeah. you, when a car goes, when a car goes into an orchard. That type, yeah. Um, so it takes two. Well, it let, takes yeah, two loops to tango. Let me get this supersonic okay. on this one and say that uh, most of the time I do have to buy uh, flowers for my girl if she'll go dancing with me. Uh, so it does take two loops to tango. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, don't put all of your eggs in one casket. And that's if you're expecting, you know, one particularly wealthy relative to die for your, a, a good inheritance. Don't do that. Expect, you know, mm-hmm. hope that you'll get inheritance from a bunch of people all dying at, at once. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bulimic in a china shop. Mm-hmm. Bulimic. That was a tough one for me. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like a, it should be like a bulimic. In a china shop, because that's the right, like a bull in a china shop. Yeah, I don't like that. I think that that one doesn't quite fit. So that's the worst one. So I think parking up the wrong tree is the I way think to that's go. That's the funniest. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Now, what we usually do is we move along to a section called uh, "Where Were You?" Where were you? I was part of the Indiana men's choir. You should have seen me when I was there. I had. Half the pounds on my body and twice the amount of hair. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't mean to brag, but I was part Usually of the we don't sing events. during that part, mm. but um, I, I like mm. where you went with that. Mm. I flew. I, I mean, actually, I'm calling you from Portland right now. And I flew to Portland, and uh, it was a Southwest flight. A fellow next to me on the plane said, uh, he was about a, I don't know, 434-pound man. Oh. Yeah. And uh, we God, had a middle... I'd love to meet him. Right. And we had a, a middle... There was a middle seat which was open between us. And uh, the flight was fairly full. And he leaned over and he said, uh, Guess we got lucky. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It's like, I guess we got lucky that the middle seat was empty as he spilled over into it. And I thought to myself, luck had very little to do with this. <laughs> this had to do with a lot of ribs, you know, a lot of home cooking, you know, a lot of cliff bars, a lot of hot dogs, not even at the pinnacle, not even at the summit of a great mountain. Just on the bottom floor at a food truck. This luck had nothing to do with us having a middle seat. And let's be real, we don't have a middle seat. You are in the middle seat. And you're in the uh, aisle seat. You're in both seats. You're in all let's of the seats. Let's be real. Yeah. You're, yeah. Base, you're yeah. in my seat also. I I know and if we do have a crash, if somehow this plane goes down, you falling on me is going to be much worse than... If the plane itself disintegrates. So you in- really have a mean streak inside of you, <laughs> Mr. Levy. So you you truly hate this man for having a weakness of will when it comes to food. No, I, there's no hatred there. In fact, I, it, it's you know what? It's beneath me to uh, make fun of, of heavy people. I just thought he was now, not. Hold on. Now. I wasn't. I don't think. In, no, I'm just my joke is more about how he in. was. Let me uh, just say something. Yeah, but I, now I joke, we've gotten to the root of the problem. I think he was. So I'm going to jump back here and say that. Uh, yeah, I wonder because you say it's beneath you too. Yeah. Again, that idea of the standard, holding yourself to a standard, not yeah. feeling like you can let yourself go and mm. be unapologetic, even if you do have those real feelings. Not that you do. Mm. Going back to the bears, right? Mm. Almost as if, yes. like I had to support the family. Mm. Think, of, mm. think of the burden that put on me. Really, though, I'm I'm more making fun of his lack of awareness about yeah. why the middle seat was empty, not his weight. Oh, I. I have the utmost respect for people. I I knew that. And actually, the the fact that you sort of inferred uh, what you just inferred tells me a little bit more about you and how you see things. Yeah. This neurosis runs deep, Mr. Levy. (laughs) Deep it runs, this neurosis. And what Mm -hmm. what is that? What what are you you doing with your your voice? You ever seen uh, Star Wars? I don't think I... With Jake Busey? No, I don't think he was in that one. Oh, that Starship Troopers. Yeah. Have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, I, I have. I, no. <laughs> You've got to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll check God, it out. God, I mean, it, it is out. a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. But so that voice is from that film that you're talking about? Yeah. I was just sort of. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I was already in a bad mood at the, at the airport uh, because um, I, I saw someone wearing scrubs at the airport. Um, you know, Dr. Scrubs. Sure. And we know you're a doctor. Now, I've talked about Scrubs on the right. show before, but, do, but we do, know you're a doctor. Do you don't have to... How do we know that they're a doctor? He was checking in for a flight. He has a doctor. We know you're a doctor. We, we know. You know? I'm a comedian. I don't wear a clown suit when I travel through the airport. But you do wear... Uh, I just can only imagine just shirts that are barely hanging on for well, how, how would you know such a thing? You strike me as a man who's very stubborn in his ways. You're very presumptuous. Be, that can be. That can be. Uh, or you're intuitive. That, that can be very. How do we say? Um, that can manifest itself physically, in refusing to throw out pieces of clothing, uh, things like that. Uh, you know that hold on sort of the the past is is also a, a grappling, a reaching out for some sort of control. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Where were you, doctor? 
Ah, uh, well, I don't know. So I guess I have to... Is it better if I'm honest or if I sort of make something up for this? I guess we have attorney-client privilege. Yeah. Uh, I was butter carving in Fiji <laughs> under the alias of uh, Buttersnap Whipper Tart. Um, I... Uh, I've been blowing my way through Cambodia, literally performing fellatio for uh, rides across <laughs> Cambodia. And uh, once I'd blown my way <laughs> across the, the continent, I found my way to Fiji, and uh, where there was a uh, butter carving contest that is uh, unparalleled in Indonesia. And uh, so I, I uh, blew myself some, uh, you know, some equipment, a chisel and a butter hammer. And uh, I, I blew myself right into a suite at the uh, Kingstown uh, Merritt Hyatt, Hyatt Merritt, and um, and it was a Pilton actually. I think it was owned. The whole thing's owned by Pilton. Uh, and uh, I found my way to third place of the Fiji International Butter Carving Contest. Can, can we backpedal a little bit to the blowing your way across? Absolutely. Uh, um, I mean, I know a guy that gives people piggyback rides. Mm. Yeah, all the way, you know, around the world, really. Yeah, you do it sort of an opposite way, where you actually uh, give blowjobs for rods. Oh, make no mistake, it's yeah. it's not necessarily blowjobs. Mm-hmm. I will uh, blow hot air into the anus of whoever's paying. You know, <laughs> I will create queefs, as I call them, my, my CQs. Ah, yes. Yep, that's uh, creation. One of my yeah, it's one of my hobbies. CQs, on the side. Even, yeah. CQs, yeah. CQs, yeah. Yeah, I think queef is spelled with a Q. Okay, did not know that. Yeah. Ouch, a uh, wild stuff. <laughs> that, I know that. That's the Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Strength, Star Wars. strength is not my spelling. Hmm? Mm, okay, Charlie Carson, uh, I like it. <laughs> uh, let's move along. We have a, a section we like to call maskers, and people have sent in a ton of maskers I wanted to get to. Um, so let's what do is that. that? Maskers a, is like masks. Um, is it sort of asking questions? No, about- it's not about masks. Why do people always? Why do they? Why do people always think it's about masks? This is really starting to piss me off. Okay. Okay. It's not. It's ask the masters. Ask the masters. It's not about masks. It's not about you know you masking tape on your wall. I get it. Yeah. I don't know okay? why you didn't call it asters. It's, it's not all. about uh, a, a movie called Mask. Yeah, why, I just don't know why you didn't. So stop asking that. Okay, Seriously, I, I, I didn't call you and pay you money to uh, mock okay. my show like Absolutely. this. It's called Maskers. Ask the Masters. Got it? Yeah. Why don't you call? Let it me that? make one thing clear. <laughs> you will not mock the Maskers segment. Okay. It doesn't happen on my watch. Yeah, see here, our time is up. Just kidding. Uh, why didn't you just call it the Askers? You, I, I what, the, okay, but, all right, I, okay, fair enough, fair I, enough. I warned you. Well, what the, who the, where the, how the, Horton, here's, here's the, the who the. Who the. the. Uh, uh, Monsieur Provocateur asks, binge winking, a home-wrecking habit or a great way, great way to make friends? I really like the concept of binge winking. Binge winking. We've talked about that on the show. Cash phrase. Yeah, binge winking. I think it's a great way to make friends. I mean, has anyone ever died from excessive winking? I think that's more likely to have happened back in the day when people winked more. I don't think people wink as much. It used to be super horny people would wink a lot, and it was it's a dying art. Yeah, and they would you know you open one eye really wide. But I am I'm winking. (laughs) 
Well, that is a great wink. I can tell from <laughs> from the way your tongue. You, people is used to fun. wink all the time, and they don't do it as much anymore. It's sort of a dying art. I wink uh, quite a bit because I am very horny. I actually, I mean, I'll fuck till I sail. Oh, you're very yeah. You don't fuck till you truck. Yeah, you know, I'll fuck till I boat, till I speedboat. But I've never. I don't know even what that would mean. Yeah, fucking yeah. till you truck. What, yeah. what does that I don't. Mean? I don't know why he says that. Like I said, my my guest is is on my show so often that I, I get used to the things he says. I don't even understand what they. Yeah, what, that does really seem means. like something that anyone should yeah. ever say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's an affliction people take seriously, though. Uh, I, I don't think you can take an affliction seriously. Uh, unless someone dies from it, right? You can overdose on drugs or alcohol. Can you overwink? That's the question. I don't think Binge so. Binge winking. Can you overwink? No? I don't think so. No, I, th- I mean, I think you're, you're only bound to make a bunch of friends. So, mm-hmm. sorry, go ahead. Okay. Next question. Uh, Levi Priner, uh, P-R-E-I-N-E-R. Rule number one. Do butterflies remember being caterpillars? Now, that's not a rule, though. That's a question. So what... Uh, it is on my show. Sense. Yeah. Oh, it is? Yeah. Rules are questions on my show. Well, what are questions? That hasn't been discussed. Well, they've got to be statements or rules. Well, probably. Yeah. Question number one. Stop asking that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. follow the questions. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, do butterflies remember being caterpillars? It's a good question. I hope not. That was yeah. probably pretty horrifying. Terrible. That metamorphosis. Yeah. Uh, you know, they might see other caterpillars and say, look at that ugly fucking bug. Mm. Them not knowing themselves that they had been caterpillars at one point. Do you think that... Perhaps that's a metaphor for humanity, that people seem to, once they become themselves, a better version of themselves, it's hard for them to even remember yeah. their former self. I think a better question, though, is does a butterfly ever try to have sex with a caterpillar? Well, that would be a better rule. Yeah. Better rule, According number one. Okay. Well, I guess question number two is... I mean, maybe just to... It would do humanity well to remember that they were a caterpillar, and that was the only way they could become the butterfly. <laughs> well, that's our time. Thank you so much, Cleveland. Oh, I'm just teasing. Go ahead. Um, just a couple more, and then I... I it is... This is... I'm, I'm looking at my numbers. I've got a good handle here. on this, but yeah, let's, I'd say let's do two or three more. Two or three more, but I'm looking Can at Can you hear it. me? Yeah, I can hear Hello? you. Hello, I can hear you still. Hello, um, this fella. Are you, uh, is somebody in there or what? <laughs> are you writing a novel in there? <laughs> Jesus! Uh, I want to give it a flush, or it's going to push you up towards the ceiling. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm trying to use the men's room here in the hallway. Uh, Stephen Scott, who's a, a great friend of the show, he, he actually uh, he puts together some of the uh, worst of cashing in. Really? With T.J. Miller episodes. A very funny guy. Does he ever... Uh, uh, he, think he, he smells like a pile of uh, rosemary and thyme got mixed in with uh, <laughs> elderly people's bile after eating solely <laughs> McFlurries and potatoes for a long time? I feel like you've listened to the show. This is getting... I have not. No, okay. I'm a big comedy Bang Bang fan, and okay. I like What the Fuck with Mark Maron. Those are my two favorite. They just speak more to... Uh, the intellectual side of me. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. I do enjoy Doug Loves Groovies, mm-hmm. uh, which is, uh, I think he has 58 podcasts, and this one is him enjoying sort of groovalicious funk beats, <laughs> just even guitar licks yeah. uh, while he's high. Yeah, with, with, with one friend, right? Oh. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Scott asks, uh, what's the best name for the Excuse next... Me. I have an allergy to bullshit. <laughs> 
Continue. You better, you better avoid that uh, 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 that shit orchard. Uh, what's the best name for the next Transformers sequel? Transformers Five, Five Fast, Five Furious. Mm, yeah, okay. Transformers Five, National Landmarks Be Damned. Yeah, I like that. Transformers Five, Moon Wizard Two. This time, it's even more personal. Well, that's absurd. It does make me laugh, but I I don't even know what Moon Wizard is. Moon Wizard. Yes, I heard you the first time. Um, Just feels good to say it. Well, it? I haven't said it, so I can't uh, say it. Just say it once. I really please, appreciate please say it. it. I think that it's the role of the therapist to decide what okay. she said. Okay. Um, Moon Wizard. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it did feel good, didn't it? I stand corrected. Um, okay, one more. Uh, Adam Nicolets at After the Bull writes: At what time in history was licking your wounds a doctor advised treatment? Oh, I'd say before any hashtag, sort of hashtag first responders. I think that's a good one. I mean, I think that's a funny one. Uh, he, uh, I mean, I like the idea that early on, that was really what the doctors would do. They'd just say, just, just lick it. And then I mean, after that, true, long yeah. after that, when people wanted to feel good, they would say, that's before the, Taste it. That's, that's Taste from it. even before Taste washing, you know? Taste it. I think until there was a washing of the wounds, you would just, yeah, people Just would, lick it. Just lick your wounds. You know, for a while, people had dogs solely to lick their wounds. It wouldn't have been as hard back then to train uh, to be a doctor. A dog and, I mean, was your the profession, original doctor. Yeah, your profession. That's true. Yeah, your profession is really advanced. Yeah. Uh, leaps and bounds. I mean, talking to you, I can tell you're a very uh, educated man. Uh, well, I can tell you quite a few things about yourself. Now, we are out of yeah, time. Yeah, okay. Okay. Thank I'm you, afraid. doctor. So Thank I'll, you, doctor. I, I like what do you think call... about the show? Well, I like to call my sessions sort of their own podcast. And uh, often when I have a session that runs long, but the uh, prognosis or the diagnosis is going to be even longer, um, I call those sessions my cliffhangers. Oh, cliffhanger sessions. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, we can speak again. Now, remember, uh, I will lead by saying that uh, the prognosis is not good. Oh, and the diagnosis has, I think, more to do with you than the format of the show itself, mm. preventing you from having the guests that you either want or feel you need. I might even say that you feel you deserve. Mm. There seems to be some inferiority. <laughs> well, you know what I'm going to do then. I'm I've never c- been good at saying that. Name. I'm going to, yeah, not not at all. I, I'm not that good at it. Really bad. I, at that. I don't think I'll ever be as good as other people. At You're it. terrible at saying inferiority complex. Yeah, and that's one of your weaknesses, I think, as a doctor. And I'd like to call you in uh, in the future. And maybe give you a little brief account of how I felt about your work. But for now, I'm just going to lie in the corner and lick my wounds. I think that's a good idea. And uh, I will say, uh, next session, let's let's do that. I'll sort of give you a rundown of what I think is going on with the show. And you can tell me what you thought of uh, the session. And then maybe we can continue to work together. Or uh, you can basically go shit in a hat and wear it for Christmas. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Mr. Levy. We always close with a song. Except when I was in the Indiana Man's Choir of the Beast of the Burden. It's a burden of the beast. A burden in the hand is a burden on your shoulders. Can't get a tan without laying on the boulders.
Now leaving Nerdist.com.